Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome everyone, the Christian Marauder here. According to the storylines of the fallen angels, it's all about the younger gods overthrowing the older gods. Did you know that? In the Bible, did you have you noticed it's all about the older serving and bowing to the younger? How does this all connect to fighting a successful spiritual war? Well, today we're going to look at that and a lot more on today's show. But before we begin, while folks are joining in, Let's roll that old bean footage for the Daily Renegade. How many of you like to hear subjects that the church does not like to talk about, like Bible prophecy? That's rarely talked about anymore. How about Nephilim? You don't hear too much about them. You don't hear too much about UFOs and abductions. You don't hear a whole lot, really, of any really true theology. It's kind of hard to find true theology being taught. How many of you like to hear about, you know, subject matters about the cult and the New Age movement, you know, the world events, um, the advancements of the AI, artificial intelligence, robotics, so forth, uh, social trends, secret societies, uh, spiritual warfare. How many of you like to hear and hear subjects like, you know, the rise of the occult and witchcraft, who the old gods are, and plus so much more? Well, you get that kind of teaching from the Daily Renegade, from the Peck Report, from Apollo Nearing with Seth McVeigh. Uh, how about Get Real with Cody Peck? We hear, um, you know, this show, for example, we talk about those things. You know, you even have Gary Wayne, the author of the Genesis 6 conspiracy here, called The Christian Contrarian, doing his show. You have Ryan Peterson, who wrote about the Nephilim, and he talks of Bible prophecy in the show Beginning and the End. You have The Radical Christian, which I like, with Drew Graffa. And you have Beauty in the Bible and Moms and Miracles. You have Through the Black Uncensored and so much more on the Daily Renegade. I tell you, you have a lot of stuff. You have articles. So please don't forget that you can become part of something new and help build up the Daily Renegade and help Josh Peck set up a Christian platform in case, and you heard the routine, social media pulls the plug again. But social media can pull the plug anytime. In order to not to do that, we got to have a Christian platform. So you can help build a Christian platform by becoming a member of the Daily Renegade for $10 a month or $100 a year. And you will hear all the uninterrupted shows on the Daily Renegade website on the topics that interest you. How do I do that? Well, just click on the link below. Well, as you're watching this, you'll see the link below and click on it and become a member today. There is an odd biblical principle found throughout the Old Testament and New Testament where it tells how the older will serve and bow to the younger. This is also found in the storylines of the old pagan false gods too, where it is all about the new younger gods overthrowing the older, uh, broadcasting the devil's plan to overthrow God. And God mocks this in his grand counter moves on this spiritual chessboard of spiritual warfare. It's counter move. God made mankind in his image and likeness to govern and to tend and protect God's new creation on earth, to be his representative on earth. Listen closely to Psalms chapter 8 verses 3 and 4, or 3 through 9. Read this. What is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visited him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. Now put all things under his feet, all the sheep, the oxen, all the beasts of the field, 
the birds of the air, the fish in the sea that pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, O Lord, our God, how excellent is your name in all the earth. God has a counter move. God made a younger group of beings called mankind. That's where we fit in. So the older will bow to the younger, the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. The old devil and his older minions didn't like that, and they moved against God. They moved against the belt of truth that God's word holds when he said, don't eat of that tree. So Adam and Eve fell. That was the devil's move. The devil thought God would make toast out of Adam and Eve, but it didn't happen. Instead, the old fallen watchers found God's judgment against them by God's counter move mentioned in Genesis 3.15. And there will come to humanity a, a unique, one of a kind, a younger one, who will crush the serpent's head and defeat the devil's wiles, who is called the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. The devil replies with his move to corrupt humanity, leading to Genesis chapter 6. And in Noah's day, and Noah being a younger than the fallen watchers and the fallen angels, and their Nephilim escaped God's wrath, the watchers had to bow to God's counter-move who called Noah righteous, who believed and obeyed God's word, built an ark, God's breastplate, so God's righteousness endures to future generations. The devil moved again in Genesis chapter 10 and chapter 11. It's all move, counter-move here. And the devil moved in Genesis chapter 10 and 11 to get humanity to rebel against God on the plains of Shinar in an attempt to keep humanity from spreading far and wide on earth in order to fulfill God's word to fill the earth and multiply. And God sent his counter-move. God confused the languages and does not destroy mankind and disperses them midst the world, thus fulfilling his word to multiply and fill the earth. Likewise today we are called to spread the gospel of peace worldwide. Then the devil moves and his minions taught humanity false occultic religious systems in order to corrupt mankind. That destroys man's faith by ruining mankind's shield of faith in God. So God countermoves with Abraham who came and would be a father of a nation of people who would become God's first covenant people midst many older generations that were dispersed from Shinar so that the helmet of salvation can be worn by the younger generation who will take it up. Listen to what Psalms 8, chapter 8, verse 2 says from the New King James again. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. This same biblical principle of the older bowing to the younger is seen throughout the Bible, like where it says about Esau, the eldest, who bows to Jacob, or the eleven older brothers bowing to their younger brother Joseph. It was like this all throughout the Bible, and new people came to old Egypt. And the older gods, those fallen angels, moved the Egyptians to enslave them. Then God counter-moved, sending Moses to bring his people out of bondage by the sword of the Spirit, the word of God, when he said that he declared to Pharaoh, Let my people go. After this, the devil moved again to corrupt the children of Israel in the wilderness by having them disavow the word of God, the sword of the Spirit, by corrupting that young generation with the sword of stiff-necked pride so they could not enter into the promised land. So a new generation had to come forth, led by two wise elders, Joshua and Caleb, who were of the prior younger generation but remained true to God and led this new younger generation to defeat the devil's crimes and corruptions in the promised land. These two men set an example for us today. You see, folks, God has elders who can help lead the younger generations to victory because during their lives, these elders learned humility about obeying God. It's much better than sacrifice. These elders learned to pray to God and knew him and interceded for the people of God. Folks, the younger generations need the old grizzled veterans of many spiritual battles to show them the ropes and pass on what they know. 
That's part of my call right now. But the crafty devil moves to pit the younger generations against the elders in the churches today by having churches divide into young adults versus the older, outdated ones, or even by posing as new revelations that are greater than the old Bible to reinforce the stiff-necked pride of both youth and age. Psalm 16, verse 18, out of the New King James reads, Pride goes before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Sometimes that is what it takes for people to return to God. Think about it. Again, this principle applies. The younger David was chased by the older Saul. The young Solomon began good, but ended up bad by setting up altars and sacrifices to foreign gods in the first coexist movement of its day. This happened all the way to the birth of Jesus, God's great counter move. Psalms 8, verse 3 and 6 out of the New King James again. When I consider your heavens and the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars of which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you visit him? You see, God's unique, one-of-a-kind son, God in human flesh, both fully human and, and fully divine, came as a younger one who made the devil bow as it is written in colossians chapter 215 out of the new king james having disarmed the principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing over them in it and in psalms 8 verses 5 and 6 for you have made him a little lower than the angels and you have crowned him with glory and honor and have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands and have put all things under his feet God even gave a new covenant to supersede the older covenant. Keep tracking with me. We're going somewhere with this, folks. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 13 out of the New King James read, In that he says a new covenant. He has made the first obsolete. Now what is becoming obsolete and growing old is ready to vanish away. You see, the old was corrupted by the pride of life, making sin manifest, fulfilling the purpose of the law to lead us to Jesus Christ, the author of a new covenant. So Jesus brings both the believing Gentiles and Jews together as one new people called his bride, the church, the younger. Listen to the mystery of Psalms chapter 8, verse 2 again from the New King James. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies that you, Lord, silence the enemy and the avenger. Why? Because the old gods want to overthrow God. But God's setting up and mocking that principle. In the Bible, we see this cosmic chess game being played out. Move, counter move, move, counter move. This is serious spiritual war for the hearts and minds and souls of mankind so that the Lord will silence the enemy and the avenger. In this great spiritual war, the devil has wiles and methods like I shared last week. That attack God's truth by means of spin, that corrupt righteousness to replace it with the devil's brand of righteousness. The devil is a great shoe salesman getting people to wear another gospel. He moves to turn faith in God into doubt, so people place their faith in other things. The devil wiles his moves, attacks the mind with vain imagination, so one does not trust God's salvation, and they do so by prideful reasoning. The devil moves to replace the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, with his word, so people run each other through by using his sword of lies instead. The devil and his minions attack the importance of staying in communication with the Lord God Almighty by means of distractions to nullify one's prayer life and how to know God. That's happening in the church. And then God countermoves in a remarkable way by providing his people with his own armor called the armor of God, which is the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, and communication with the one who knows all the devil's wiles, who's in charge. God's armor helps us counter move here on earth. The Lord did say he did not leave us as orphans. God's armor helps us to counter move the devil's attack against God's truth, against God's righteousness, against God's peace, the moves that attack our faith, our salvation, that attack the word of God in all manner of prayer. The devil has been at this for a long time. 
He is called the serpent of old. No wonder God set things up that the older will bow to the younger in complete mockery of the fallen one's plan to exalt his throne above God's. So enter the youngest humanity as well as Jesus, the second Adam. Get it? The Holy Spirit comes to indwell in us so we can now put on the whole armor of God. God's counter moves now with his people filled with his own spirit by the new birth in Christ. So that as Ephesians 6.10 becomes a reality in our lives when it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. The word strong means in knowing the Lord, who he is. And that comes by reading the Bible in prayer, that getting to know him, going through trials and tribulations and stuff in life. I'm telling you like it is. I'm not going to fluff this up, folks. And trials of our faith toughen us up to fight the spiritual battle. But when we come knowing the Lord and get to know him in prayer, we get to know him, we get to understand how he speaks to us and all the ways he does and the manifest ways he does. We get to know the Lord and he knows knows us and then he gives us power that word power means authority and i gave that illustration of a police officer who wears a badge and a uniform you get your uniform of his might that word might means the ability to renew the heart and mind so one exercise god's ability his gifts of the spirit correctly Nothing like having a grizzled old veterans who've learned these things pass on what they know to the younger generation stepping into the fray so they know how to stand up against the wiles, those methods of the devil that his crowd uses against truth, against righteousness, the power of the gospel that seeks to redefine faith, redefine salvation, redefine the word of God that corrupts one's prayer's life. Because, as Ephesians 6.12 out of the New King James says, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. And Psalms 8.2 again out of the New King James says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you may silence the enemy and the avenger. And verse 13 out of the New King James says, Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. Stand when everything goes south, when the devil eats your breakfast, steals your lunch, and spoils your dinner. When everything in your life seems to be falling apart, the Lord's going to have you stand against this stuff. When the enemy's attacking your family, you're going to be able to fight this stuff successfully. Ephesians chapter 6 and, and verse 13 says this, Take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. And verse 14 says, Stand firm. How? By having girded your waist with truth. What does that mean? Well, the original Hebrew and Greek texts of the Bible define truth for us. In modern lingo, let me modernize it for you so you understand there's several definitions here for truth. And this, the basic for both Greek and Hebrew, and I'll put it in the lingo that you can understand, truth is the manifest reality of a matter that stops to spin. How do you like that? The Greek word from Thayer's adds to that meaning the objective truth, the reality and certainty, the true things appertaining to God and the duties of man. The Hebrew word for truth is imet. It's a feminine noun, and that adds to the it has the same meanings as the Thayer's and, and that modern lingo thing I just gave you, but they add a little caveat to it. The Hebrew concept of truth also extremely stresses this. It's the objective truth, the manifest absolute essence of a matter one needs to live life faithfully and responsibly before God and others. Now, I got all these from Browns and Diggs Dictionary, uh, AMG International's Bible Dictionary, Thayer, a theological word book of the Old Testament, and a whole host of other things, folks, is where I compile that definition, making it simple. So for us to understand truth, let's put these definitions together as reading the manifest reality of a matter that stops spin, plus the manifest absolute essence of a matter one needs to live life faithfully and responsibly before God and others. That's your belt of truth that undergirds you and gives you strength. 
The belt of truth is described in the text as the kind that Roman soldiers wear, that strengthens your core, that holds you together. Everything is attached to the belt, folks. The purpose of the belt is to hold things together. If not, your pants are going to fall to your knees and you will trip and fall before the enemy, and that's not good. The purpose of a belt, when you gird up your belt and you put your belt on, you, you want to tuck your shirt, you want to tuck everything into your belt. In other words, the belt holds you together. The devil has a plan. He moves against this kind of truth. He moves to attack truth, especially in the church. So folks trip up and expose themselves as the laughing stocks of the world. Isn't that true, brothers and sisters? Just I'm not going to go that direction on that rabbit trail now. The devil has the world around his finger. He attacks truth in the world every day. How? By injecting moral relativism where it says your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. You'll never know what truth is. You'll never ever know what truth is. He attacks truth through vain philosophy of it's all about you. He attacks it by injecting high ideas and reasonings that counter against objective reality. He moves to confuse God's obvious objective truth about genders. There's only male and female. So we have men posing as women to access women's dressing rooms, bathrooms, and locker rooms, and have access to children by drag queen hour, where men now win all women's sporting events in unfair competition. The devil moves to attack truth by injecting chaos, discord, and revenge into the world, and bitterness as the new norms which you must live by, where the ends justify the means. They're all touted as the greatest good, so the hearts of the people rot away, away and far away from God. The devil moves to tear down God's order and destroy the truth by providing other gospels, other religious ways to get in one's way of from finding the truth that only comes by God God's objective truth that trains the child of God on what is right and wrong and explains why. And incredible objective learning lessons. Folks, how are you going to raise a child? I want to ask you a question. Don't you tell your kid not to touch the stove, don't play in the street. You tell them right and wrong. That was the purpose of the law. It wasn't to make us righteous, it was to teach us right and wrong how to live responsibly before God and man in truth, God setting the standards for us to live by. Therefore, the devil makes his moves against this truth, the objective standards of God that guides us to live right before God and each other. That is what is being attacked. It is by living by the standards is what holds us together supports our core being no matter the fray or come what may you you stand and live by truth and guess what the devil attacks that truth mentioned in ephesians six ten. be strong in the lord and the power of his might the devil moves against truth to keep people from becoming strong in the lord by learning to know him better each day he keeps them away from doing that by distracting them in many different ways he moves to stop people from wearing the badge of god's authority his might so the devil can have his day with you and your family. He moves to stop people from trusting in his miraculous ability to change your hearts and souls and minds so we can display his outward manifest abilities and gifts of the Spirit correctly to defeat the devil's wiles. He doesn't want you to know that. He wants to say that the world can do the same thing. He counterfeits miracles and signs and wonders for that purpose. By things like, cessationism, determinism, predestinationalism, legalism, and charismania. He tries everything to stop us from using the gifts of the Spirit, any and everything, even the New Age movement, folks. So the devil stains and spins things, so people willingly do not want to know God, they do not want to wear the badge, they don't want to weld God's power correctly, they're deceived. And, they're, and the result is clear. The world looks at the church, and what they see keeps them from coming to God. What do they see? You tell me. Like I said, the devil moves against God's objective standards of truth designed to keep us all together before God and man. The devil attacks truth by making moves inside the church. How? By appearing as angels of light, presenting new, new revelations to overthrow the old. The devil said to Eve in the garden, and to the bride of Christ today. Has not God said you may freely eat of the trees of the garden? Eve answers in Genesis 3, 
verses 3 through 5 from the new king james but of the fruit of the tree of which is in the midst of the garden god has said you will not eat of it nor touch it lest ye die then the serpent said to the woman you will not surely die for god knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be open and you will be like god knowing both good and evil the bible talks a lot about false brethren and false leaders and prophets infesting the church in the last days a time when folks will not endure sound doctrines and chase after doctrines of demons oh well, man we're told we can't judge that oh look at the great results that they get the, these results must be of god who are we to judge another man's servant the devil says to the bride of christ today did god really say you shall not eat of every tree in the garden after all things are expedient as it is written in the bible by this the devil attacks god's word of truth the bible and uses verses pitted against the other verses to keep folks distracted from knowing god and the power of his real might that he has for you how i'll give you one example religious pride and religious priggishness and that turns people off right another way the, the devil moves is by spin he spins people to justify eating forbidden fruit by gaslighting them yes you heard me right he gaslights them what in the world does gaslighting mean well gaslighting is defined from the urban dictionary as an increasing frequency of systematically withholding factual information from or providing false information to the victim having the gradual effect of making them anxious confused and less able to trust their own memory and perception gaslighting is a tactic in which a person or entity in order to gain more power makes a victim question their reality the devil gaslights folks in the church to reject the truth like he did adam and eve has god really said you will not eat of every tree in the garden you will not surely die eating the forbidden fruit listen to these two direct quotes from a popular christian book and i'm going to tell you where the quotes came from after i finish quoting them and i quote from this christian book listen carefully now and i quote many in the church have tended to write off all dabblings into quantum mysticism as blasphemous demonically inspired however there are a few courageous christians who are beginning to speak up and say wait a minute there may be some god truth there that really belongs to us and that we should know all about the second quote reads i have found throughout scriptures at least 75 examples of things that the new age has counterfeited such as having a spirit guide trances meditations auras power objects clairvoyance clairaudience and more these actually belong to the church but they have been stolen and cleverly repackaged then the authors go on and on and tells us to retake what has been stolen do you hear a clever you will not surely die partaking of the forbidden tree of knowledge of good and evil in these words that are taken from and i'm going to give you the quotes now the first quote is from the physics of heaven location 382 of 2316 kendall version and the second quote is from the physics of heaven location 761 of the 2316 kendall version Recall the belt of truth is what holds us together so we do not fall into error. Truth is God's objective standards that teach us right from wrong, teaching us how to live faithfully to God and responsibly before God and others. God's belt of truth says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness? What communion has light with darkness? And what accord has Christ with Bial, the devil? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? And the answer is simple, none. Verses 16 and 18 go on. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them, I'll walk among them, I'll be their God, they will be my people. Therefore, come out from amongst them, and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I'll receive you, and I'll be a father to you, and you will be my sons and my daughters, says the Lord God Almighty. He's going to train you what's right and wrong. 
And while the devil moves against this truth of God by bringing the occult into the church, to accept it as being from God due to the results of lying signs and wonders. In fact, folks, Exodus chapter 7, verses 12 through 18 tells us how the high order occultists in Egypt could do three lying signs and wonders that mimic God's in order to discredit God's signs and wonders. They failed because they could not outdo God in it because God, the rest of the plagues came. Eight more plagues came. They couldn't replicate. And this was judgment against the foreign gods of Egypt fallen watchers, fallen angels. In the same book, The Physics of Heaven, the authors mention throughout it that there are three divided class of Christians. The religious legalists, the evangelical class who are afraid to admit that there is some God truth in the New Age and occult that really belongs to the church. Then there are the courageous Christians who launch out to reclaim what is stolen because the occult world gets results. And they go on to tell us in that book that God won't use the religious or the evangelicals who are afraid of this. These are basically of no account to God. Well, they have a purpose in the church, but they're really of no account. And they can stay there, but God is looking for superhero Christians, the courageous Christians to launch out into the deep. Has not God said you eat of every tree in the garden? Who will move you to new impartations, to new realms of glory, gives you angel encounters and give you new revelations in first corinthians 12 the belt of truth says is christ's body divided shall the hand say to the eye i have no need of you god forbid for them those folks while well, they end up dividing the body of christ just as the devil wants to into those classes where god says through the inspiration of the holy spirit through paul's words first corinthians chapter 12 there should be no divisions or schism in the body. He reinforces that in the book of James. There should be no divisions or schisms in the body. And yet, this people who tout this are dividing the body of Christ. Jude chapter 1, verses 17 and 18 out of the New King James read, But you, beloved, remember the words which were spoken before by the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how they told you that there would be mockers in the last time who would walk according to their own ungodly lust. The devil will use and moves and moves with such mockers to move against truth by downplaying the Bible, by means of gaslighting, by saying things like the Bible is nice, but people misuse it to preach condemnation, or they misuse it and he moves and counter moves with, we know all about the cross and there there is to know. Let's move on to the deep things of God, like how to meet your angel guide, how to get new revelation, how to prophesize by your own heart. God's doing a new thing. The old church doctrines are fine, but they're outdated. God's got to do this new thing, a new way, because these have become offensive. Therefore, another time. This is the now time. God has changed his mind. We need to attract people into the church by mean, being more like the world. Give Jesus a chance. He's your genie. It's all about you. You hear this thing to attack the scriptures constantly. Jude one nineteen, out of the New King James says, says about this sort of thing. These are sensual persons who cause divisions, not having the spirit. This is why we need to be held together by God's truth, his belt of truth. Where Jesus said in John 14, from the New King James here, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Our new ideas, church growth schemes, angel guides are bringing the world into the church, the way, the truth, and the life, or is it all about Jesus? The devil has no truth in him, the Bible says. He's called the father of lies who seeks to swindle one away from wearing the truth, the righteousness, peace. He wants to swindle our faith away, or he wants to swindle us out of our helmet of salvation. He wants to swindle the word of God away from us. He wants to swindle and stop our two-way communication with God. The devil makes us move against the objective standards of God that guides us to live right before God and each other. So people say, look at the church. Who needs any of that? They are crazy. They're laughing and cackling like chickens and barking like dogs in the church. Oh, boy, this place is a mess. Uh, who wants any of that? This is crazy. There's too many religious prigs out there. It's all works. It's no fun. These people are just plain weird. This reminds me of the New Age. 
Why go to church? Well, the devil moves to keep people away from Jesus. In the secular world, the way he moves to keep people from the truth is obvious. That teach that Jesus is oppressive, so the world just ignores and pays no attention. But the belt of truth reveals in John chapter 14, where Jesus said, He who has seen me has seen the Father. You want to know what God is like? You need to look at Jesus. How did Jesus treat women and children? It's how God treats them. The devil moves to counter this by having some in the church act counter to how Jesus treated women and children by being dominating jerks. Am I right? Jesus honored marriage between a man and a woman. And the devil counters by having churches add that retrosexual phobic marriages are approved by God, which is the hallmark that helps us identify the last days. As it says in 1 Timothy 4.3 from the New King James, forbidding to marry and commanding to abstain from foods which God created to receive with thanksgiving for those who believe and know the truth. Again, let me paraphrase some meanings here. Forbidding means to cut off, make small, to, to mock, to make light of. And marry means marriage as defined by God between a man and a woman. So you have here where it says forbidding by cutting off, making small, making light up, and mocking marriage defined by God between a man and a woman. And commanding to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. What does this mean, abstain from foods which God has created? Well, our foods are laced with TBQ. We have mystery meat. We have chemicals. We have MSGs. We have uh, GMOs. Uh, and they all tell us, these are better for you. <laughs> Don't eat the good stuff. Eat this stuff. It preserves the food longer. It keeps the fizz down in your soda pop. There are churches and so-called professing Christians believing in a lie to make small and light and cut off God's standard for marriage between a man and a woman, folks. So much so that the retrosexual phobic community has more rights to dominate, subjugate all others that is unfairly extreme to the utmost. The devil doesn't want folks to know what God really is like, the one willing to take people back and train them how to live responsible before God and faithfully before God and, and, and man guided by his truth of right and wrong. The devil moves to redefine what it means about doing good. Well, folks, without God's belt of truth, our pants are going to fall down. We're going to trip and fall. We're going to be fully exposed as idiots before all deceit. Let's look at John chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I'm going to break this down for you to understand it by giving you the word definitions as simply as I can. Jesus says, I'm the way. The word way means path course of life to follow in your journey to find the Father, find God, to find truth, find the truth, the truth to guide you to live faithfully to the Father and the life, the word life means life full of devotion to God. No one can come to the Father and do this except through Jesus. No one can go through the course of life without the truth to guide you to live faithfully to the Father in a life full of devotion to God. No one can do that except through Jesus Christ. Jesus paved the way so we can follow in his footsteps, guided by the kind of truth that teaches us how to live faithfully to the Father, no matter what happens, by living life fully devoted to God. Learning to live life by being fully devoted and faithful to God is the belt of truth that we are to gird ourselves with, we are to take up, that teaches us right and wrong how to live responsibly, by this we can stand firm to withstand the moves of the devil against truth by standing firm against him. By the only objective standard there is to live by, which is God himself, because he is the God of truth, there is no injustice in him, and he can be trusted. He will back you up. He sent forth his word to prove his objective truth is true. Not living by his truth produces chaos, which the devil moves to open a door in our lives to work through. So having done all to stand, stand firm, stand firm as God's people, as a member of his household, put on his belt of truth so you can stand against all the wiles of the devil that seeks to move against truth. Know who Jesus is. 
Learn about God's character traits as the Bible mentions. Avoid twisting and corrupting the scripture uh, and spin it to keep you distracted with things like being God's Superman or being superior to other believers that gets you into that stiff neck pride that the caused the children of Israel to be unable to enter into the promised land or attain the promises of God. God's truth trumps our truth every time due to the objective consequences one reaps for ignoring God's truth. If you do abuse, you do a meth, your teeth are going to fall out. By the time you're 30 years old, you'll look 62. The truth about AIDS, the truth about STDs, the truth about abuse, the truth about uh, what it's like to betray one another, abandon one another. Yeah, there's going to be consequences for that that the world is reaping right now. Well, how to combat all that is by putting on God's belt of truth that holds us together amidst the hostile world. you got to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to reveal his truth to you every day. Listen again, Psalms chapter 8, verse 2 from the New King James says, Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies. You may silence the enemy and the avenger. Amen. Well, folks, you got to understand. There's a principle here at play. The older will serve and bow to the younger. Jesus Christ is called the second Adam. Humanity came after the angels were created. Humanity is the younger. The devil is the older, and the devil wants to overthrow God's throne. We are the younger, and the devil will bow to humanity. Jesus gave us his authority, and he trains us by putting on the belt of truth how to exercise that authority, how to move in the spiritual gifts to do these things. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. Now, folks, I'm reading out of Isaiah chapter 61. I'm quoting it from memory, and I'm going to add to it what Jesus said in uh, Luke chapter 4 there. Because he's quoting the same verse. Remember, when you get born again, you have the Holy Spirit. You become a new man. Remember, the older will bow to the younger. Are you getting the picture? Do you know what type of authority Jesus Christ gave us? Do you understand it? So Jesus gave us the authority of a believer. Okay? So he says in Isaiah chapter 61, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Remember, folks, he gave us the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. What? To give good news to the crushed in spirit. I'm paraphrasing some of the meanings here so you can understand the verse a little bit better. To heal the brokenhearted, people's hearts who have been shattered by life. God wants to put your heart back together and have us help out. Remember, in the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve walked in the cool of the day with God, as well as when Adam went to name the animals, God was by his side to see what he would name them. God wants to see what you will name things. He wants to help you rename and fix the broken hearts, how to give good news to those who have been crushed in life. He wants to use you as an instrument to end this purpose because he endowed you with the Holy Spirit to make you a new man so that the older, those demonic spirits will bow to the younger, which is Jesus. Okay, I'll, I'll, to keep tracking with me. To heal the broken heart, hearted, to set the captives free. That tense there in the phrase, captives free, means captive from repeating cycles of the same old, same old stuff you find yourself in. And to set at liberty those who are oppressed who live in their own prison cells and open the blind eyes so people can see that they're being held captive by the devil's will and be set free from this stuff the lord has given us authority to spread the gospel of his good news of his salvation and also to present as it says in isaiah 61 verse 4 there how to that there's a consequences for our actions there's consequences for sin that cannot be denied. There are objective standards of truth, folks. I took a test in college, college blue book test in social work, to try to defend uh, moral relativism. That was, your whole grade depended upon this final exam, so to speak. 
And so this professor was wanting people to defend moral relativism versus objective truth. So this is my answer to him about objective truth. And I wrote in this, I said, if you travel at 15,000 feet above in an airplane, above the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and you jump out butt naked, when you hit the water, you will be absolutely dead. Therefore, moral absolutes do exist. That's all I wrote. Turned my book in. I was done with the final exam in probably 20, 20 minutes or maybe 15, turned in my book, walked out saying, oh, wow, this is, I had enough of this stuff. Well, I got the highest grade in the class and on the exam. He liked my answer. There are objective truths. You jump out of an airplane, you're absolutely dead without a parachute. So let me just say that the Lord will say that we have consequences if we sin. There are consequences, folks. And he wants to restore you back to himself and reconcile us back to God. That's truth. You need that in your core being. That you have the Holy Spirit that will help us do the work of God. He gives us authority as a believer. So the devils will bow. And the Lord Jesus said to the disciples once, when he sent out the 70, he says, Do not rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice that your names are written in the book of life. Okay, and why did he say that? Because he gave them authority, cast out devils that the, and cast and uh, serpents and scorpions and, and no works of the enemy and stop them. And they're going to trample on all the works of the enemy. And he gave authority to us, folks. So the older, the old gods will bow. And then in one day, at the final judgment, all those Fallen angels, fallen watchers, all the Nephilim spirits, all the demonic hosts are going to be cast into the lake of fire. And there's going to be a new heaven and earth where righteousness dwell. God wins. So do we, who know Christ, win with him. He's the second Adam, Jesus Christ, God manifest in human flesh. He's 100% God and 100% man. Great is the mystery of God there. Great in the incarnation of God. I'm not going to go teaching on that or that rabbit trail. But brothers and sisters of God, just know that what Jesus did on that cross made a public spectacle of the enemy because it exposes how the enemy teaches us to betray one another, commit adultery, to lie, to bear false witness, to mock, to spit on people, to look down our noses at people, how to abandon people, how to scourge people with our words. How to crucify people. How to steal from them their possessions and divide them amongst ourselves. How to mock and curse. That's what was exposed upon the cross. Is what we are really like to each other. Until we get the belt of truth on, we're going to continue to live like that. But when you have that belt of truth, that strengthens your core being. And you will know how to live faithfully to God and how to live responsibly before God and man, walking in the objective standards of God himself that he lays down where you learn right and wrong, you will be able to attach all the other armor to truth. And you will go through many spiritual battles. You'll get a few dents in your armor, but you will not be defeated. You will have struggles, I'm not kidding you, there will be times of trials and tribulations, but brothers and sisters of God, you will overcome, because Jesus overcome. So let me wrap it up and say, the devil moves against the armor of God, which involves his moves are against truth. He moves against righteousness. He moves against peace. He moves against faith. He moves against salvation. He moves against the word of God. He, re he moves against all manner of prayer to keep you from praying. That's why Paul wrote in chapter 6 of Ephesians, inspired by the Holy Spirit to put on truth, God's truth, righteousness, peace, faith, word of God, and all manner of prayer. Wearing the armor of God counters all the devil's moves in your life. As we continue this series on the armor of God, 
we're, it's, I'm going to wrap it up quickly, folks, here. It's going to be uh, probably by the end of January, May the 1st of February. We will move on here and go to another series, but we'll, we'll see how long we stay here. But I'm going to look at the individual pieces of armor here, but you wear them all. There's, you don't have one piece of armor for one thing. You have to have the whole armor of God, which is God himself. Remember, wearing the armor of God counters the devil's moves. With that, let's stay tuned for next week's show as we explore the armor of God in ways you have not yet seen before. This is the Christian Marauder. With that, we'll see you next time. Anyway, folks, if you need to contact me, my contact information will be at the end of the video. If you want to look at my website, I'll post that at the end of this video. If you'd like to help me out or whatever, I think you can go to my website. All that information will be on at the end of the video. But also, don't forget to become a member of the Daily Renegade today so you get all the uninterrupted shows by becoming a member of the Daily Renegade. And go to the members only thing and click on the Christian Marauder or, or the Radical Christian or, or the Christian Contrarian or Beauty in the Bible, or Into the Black, you know, all of those great shows. Don't forget to watch those shows uninterrupted by becoming a member of the Daily Renegade. With that, this is concludes today's message on the Belt of Truth. Never forget that you are required to put on the Belt of Truth. Just think about it. We'll explore more what putting on the armor and taking up the armor means in next episode of the Christian Marauder. With that, everybody be blessed in Jesus' name. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.